Three. And racing. Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Oh, yes. Welcome to the latest edition of the Dogcast, uh, brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. I'm Brett Yates, your host for today, alongside Greyhound Racing SA's racing manager, uh, Sean Matheson. He's back in the chair today. Uh, Sean, great to have you back, and boy, have we got a big addition today. Yeah, Yatesy, great to be back in the studio with you. And um, as you mentioned, um, August really heating up. The Nationals were in a strong period of feature races, all leading towards, as we know, September, October, with all our big races, but it really kicks off uh, we kicked off yesterday with the straight track, but also Thursday night, the national finals. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, that's all coming up. So in today's dog cast, the state national championship at Angle Park on Thursday night. Uh, we've got the sprint and distance finals. We'll be checking out the results from last week. And, uh, of course, the big final. We'll have a look at yesterday's uh, state national straight track championship, Matho, that you touched on and our interview today. Looking forward to this. We're going to go straight to the top. We'll have a chat yep. to Greyhound Racing SA's new CEO, your boss, yep. uh, Bodell Francis. She'll uh, join us on the line for a chat. The Week in Review. Ah, uh, yes, Week in Review brought to you by the Fresh Pet Food Co., uh, proud suppliers of fresh pet food for our GAP SA Greyhounds in the GAP Prison Programs. And, of course, they're based right here in South Australia. You can visit their website, freshpetfoodco.com.au, for more info. Well, Matho, we might as well get to the most recent first, I suppose. Uh, yesterday, yep. uh, the straight track final, uh, the championship state divisional at Murray Bridge. Take us through the race. Well, I mean, we had a very short price favourite. He's on fire for yeah. Tim Richards, a dollar thirty-three. I thought he was very short at that quote. He got to a dollar twenty-five late. Yeah, um, um, amazingly short. But he drew eight, and um, we know how brilliant he is out of the boxes. Mm. And so he began supremely well and carved straight down towards the fence. It was extraordinary. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen that. So you're spot on if, if you can picture it. And I'll tell you, our caller, Lockie, he picked it up really quickly because that box eight, you actually can't really see from the broadcast box. So yep. that's how quick he's on fire was scooting over to the rail. And yep. to cross seven inside and get to that inside fence in such a short space of time yep. is extraordinary. Well, I think... Uh, like he is amazing out of the boxes and he's shown that and he showed it again yesterday. He set the race up with his beginning. Um, I'm gifted too for Ben Rawlings, um, challenged late in the race. And for a fraction of a moment there, I thought there was going to be an upset here. But there was another gear. Yeah. Wasn't there to the winner. He's on fire. He, he was challenged with about 50 or 60 to yep. go. And then, then he just unleashed that there was another burst and he, he went on and drawn to win it by, it looked like a couple of lengths in the end. I don't know what yeah. the official margin was. but A length and a half. Yeah. As you said, a strong victory um, to, to claim the win. Um, we know how brilliant he is. He's a wonderful short course dog with that brilliant start. Crusher enemy, Tim Richards, um, other dog ran third in the final. So well done to him. But... But the result of that means that he's on fire and I'm gifted too. Tim and Ben will be heading off to represent South Australia at the national finals um, at the Richmond Straight Track on um, Saturday the 27th of August. And we'll be taking on dogs from Hillsville, Capalabar, um, and also Richmond themselves. So four-track um, national final. Interestingly... In December of last year, when the actual straight track final was held for last year, both Ben and Tim both uh, got dogs to the final at Cabalabar with um, he's all uh, he's on purpose and um, my my name's Craig qualified. So a ter- terrific result for both of those trainers and yeah. both of those dogs. But uh, I really think it's good that 
um, he's on fire and I'm gifted too. Go up there, represent South Australia, and we'll go in there with live chances in that national final. They're, they're both really speedy greyhounds. And he's on fire. He's already run it, won in Queensland. So really looking forward to what they can do in a couple of weeks' time. So, so when's, how does this work in relation to the national sprint and distance? Is, it's on the same day, is it? Yeah, yeah, it is. So it'll be on the Saturday morning at right. Richmond. Okay. And then when we talk about the uh, the sprint and distance finals, they'll be on the Saturday night at Wentworth Park. Terrific. So because now there are four tracks racing on the straight track, um, the nationals have all been aligned together. So it's really it's really great to have all three tracks represented um, in the one state at the one time. So really looking forward to what New South Wales can bring. And they're going to be three wonderful finals. And we're going to have three wonderful representatives of South Australia. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's let's get on to the sprint because we had the uh, heats last week of the State Divisional uh, Sprint Championship for the national final, uh, which we've got the State Division coming up on Thursday night. But yep. take us back to last week. A couple of heats. What happened in those? Well, Yates, yeah, the first heat, uh, Victor Grosso got the win, but the race was set up early by Shall Not for Troy Murray. Uh, brilliant, brilliant acceleration that dog has. He can have a couple of strides straight after the start yep. where he's can just slightly be, and then be accelerates and he accelerated brilliantly. He almost uh, caught the law, but we know he had a few law problems on Thursday night, but yeah. he went that fast. Um, he got to the lead, but to be fair, it then set the race up a little bit for Victor Grosso, who was able to move around the field um, from his box seven, um, got into a, a challenging position mid-race and his run home time was exceptional. So he sprouted wings over the concluding stages up the inside in 30-48 Shall not held on really well to run second in thirty sixty three, and he's all purpose. Tim Richards' dog, stepping up to this open company, uh, ran a, a good solid race to finish third. But take nothing away from the winner, Victor Grosso and Tony Rasmussen. He's just a big race performer, isn't he? Absolutely, you got a couple through, and uh, one of those is in the. The second heat, which was uh, taken out by Cayman Wen for Troy Murray, who bounced back to, to really some of his best his best work. He did, yeah. I think a lot of people uh, <laughs> felt that after his Gawler performance the week before, where Victor Grosso took care of him by almost eight lengths, that uh, you know what Cayman yeah. Wendt was going to show up. We know how brilliant he is. He made an Adelaide Cup final. Uh, he's match raced. He's got brilliant speed. But in the on the wet track, he really showed his true colours in leading throughout. Thirty fifty two. That was a brilliant win. Uh, Mally Magic, who always needs a bit of luck in his races, just the way he races and needs yep. to get a bit wider. He was a, a very strong performance in f- coming home for second. And Charlie's Misty, Vadim Rods, has got this dog going really well for Ed Burrett. Uh, ran a good handy third. Um, really sh- shapes, with these two heats, it really shapes as a wonderful final on Thursday night. I know we'll preview that later because the box draw has yeah. made it incredibly interesting. Yes. But I do think through the thing we can take from the heats that came and went is really the, the, the X-Factor dog now because he did show his best. No question. Uh, it, it was great to see him back to his best. And as you say, when we get to that box draw, really looking forward to seeing uh, how he shapes up from the inside draw in that final. I guess in our review, Sean, we might as well uh, project back a few weeks. We had the running of the uh, final of the champion puppy. Yeah. And going into the race, Emily as a party was well represented, uh, ended up winning. In fact, running 1-2. Well, as we've said on the dog cast before, they come on the dog cast and they end up winning the feature <laughs> race. I don't know what... what oh, what, she was what, the interview, wasn't she? She was yeah, the interview. She was, yeah. And she ran first and second in the final. Um, I don't know what Bedell's doing on the on the weekend, but she'll win whatever it is. Um, but yeah, Monique Keeping um, probably got the better of the more fancied um, kennel mate in Angus, Angus Keeping. Yep. Um, but I think on the show, I think um, Emily did state there wasn't much between them and really the box draw 
on the uh, in the champion puppy lent a bit towards Angus, but Monique was a very strong win. Um, it's a credit to them. I mean, they uh, Emily and uh, Matt Lanigan came have come across three weeks in a row. They came across just a trial dogs and then come across on the heats and then the final. So full credit to them. They got through three through to the final, ran first, second, and fifth. Um, finished redeem. Uh, Flashed home for third, was a really good run, and 58 for Don Turner. But a, a good addition to the champion puppy are those keeping dogs. Um, you can follow them wherever they're racing, interstate or locally. Um, they are very well bred, and they perform very well on the night. Yeah, terrific win, and well done to the Azza parties, and uh, terrific win by Monique Keeping. That's our look back at what was, and uh, we're about to get stuck into the big action on Thursday night. The Preview. Ah, uh, yes, time for the preview. Uh, brought to you by SA Greyhound Tips, uh, the Twitter feed. That's free tips for SA Metro Greyhound meetings. Search at the dogs SA and uh, get on board. Uh, as always, gamble responsibly. Todd Gray does a uh, terrific job uh, with that sort of information, trying to find you a few winners. Matho, yes. uh, big night. Thursday night, we've got the uh, state final of the Sprint and Distance Championships. Let's get underway with the distance firstly. Um, now, this is a one-off situation, so no yes. heats coming into this particular race. No, that's right. I mean, all the states um, have come to an agreement that for the stayers, there'll just be a one-off final. Yes aligned with the final of the sprint, who do go through a heat process. And that's purely a dog numbers. Um, stayers, as we know, Yatesy, we will run a stayers race with four to support those dogs to keep them racing. We love the staying events and we want to keep them going. But um, nationally, there's not as many stayers as there are sprinters. So we were all running one-off races and we had a good addition. We had a bit of a taste last week in a, yeah. a normal event where Fantastic Radley sort of blew apart the uh, opposition that he pretty much meets this Thursday night. But you're right. It's a one-off race. Five dogs only. A little bit disappointing, but Yatesy, the quality of this field, we, you couldn't handpick a better bunch. Um, the only one is probably Lashes Minnelli, who has been retired. She'll yes. be having some um, some pups soon. But um, you're handpicked. This is the field we want to get. And so it makes for a great race on Thursday. What are your thoughts? Uh, I had a look at this race with Lockie and Todd Gray on the Greyhound Racing SA Facebook page, actually. So we were all sort of finding it pretty hard to get past the $1.60 pop fantastic Radley. Uh, which way are you leaning? What do you make of the race? Yeah, well, all you three gentlemen are great judges because <laughs> I can't. I can't. We want to get a bit of... Um, different of opinion, but I don't know if you can find much of a difference of opinion here. The The only thing I'd say is Victor Hayden comes into this race. Um, Victor Hayden went to Victoria, ran, um, made a group three final yep. um, and showed uh, previously here, he has the speed to lead. The only thing I see with Radley is that if by chance Victor Hayden leads, clears out and Radley just takes a bit of time just to make himself, get himself a bit wider um, at the winning post probably the first time. Um, but he did show last week that it probably doesn't make a lot of difference to him. And down the back straight, he clear running, he'll be really hard to hold out. So I'm with you guys. I mean, fantastic, Radley. I think he'll win and qualify um, for the national final. I, think. I mean, what if Bedrock Fred could find his Queensland oh, form? Well, I mean, extraordinary effort up there, wasn't it, really? Extraordinary. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that Shirley is hoping for a bright, sunny day on Thursday. So Bedrock gets a bit of that, you know, Queensland sunshine <laughs> feel yeah. and shows his best. You know, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be putting a line through him at all. Um, and as you said, I mean, he showed in Queensland how, how brilliant he was. 
he's just taken a bit of time back here in SA to find that form. But if he began really well uh, out in front, he'd be hard to catch. I just think he just hasn't shown enough back here to maybe turn the tables on Fantastic Radley. If this race was held in Queensland, Yatesy, <laughs> Bedrock Fred would be a dollar twenty. Fantastic yeah. Rally would be four dollars. That's just what it was. So our uh, reigning distance greyhound of the year, the one to take out the state divisional final. I think so. Hard yep. to go past. I think Hayden will run a big race, and and Bedrock Fred for third. Uh, you're you're along those lines. Yeah, I am. Um, I find it pretty hard to go past Fantastic Radley. Uh, look, I think. Um, on his day, the Fred would be right there. Yeah. Um, just not sure how, after they met last time, that big margin gets turned around. That That's the, the thing. So $1.60, short but sweet, perhaps. Yep. Uh, but let's get stuck into the other one, Sean. Race six, we've got the, the National Sprint Championship final. This one has a lot more depth and some really tricky situations could be posed going to the first bend. You touched on the box draw, so yeah. walk us through. Well, so the box draw has made this extremely interesting uh, came and went out of the one. We know how brilliant he was last week in leading throughout. He's all purpose. He's brilliant out of the machine as well. He's got two. Mally Magic out of the three. Again, a bit closer for him's good. A lot of poise out of the four for Tony Rasmussen. Five, Charlie's Misty. Uh, sh- uh, she did show she can carve down and has speed. A six, Fly for Tricks for Jay McNichol. Seven, Shall Not. Again, box draw for him won't really worry him too much. Um, and eight, Victor Grosso, he can handle any box. Um, box eight's probably not perfect for him, but as mentioned, he might get a good run across here. So there's speed on the inside, there's speed on the outside, and there's strength who can sit right in behind. Yatesy, what was your thoughts on um, your initial thoughts? Who's going to lead and oh. then who's going to then win? This is a really, really interesting race. I think there's three that will be going forward. Came and went. He's all purpose and uh, shall not. Now, look, Shell not as you touch on, the, the way it went in the heats and, and set up such a big lead was extraordinary. Yeah. Can it repeat that? Or can Cayman went boot through with some of his better first section work? He is actually the quickest to the post, Cayman went historically. Yeah. Um, but look, it would need to really punch hard because there's going to be some heat coming. So I'm not sure who leads. I think Cayman went will be best positioned. Shell not does have the acceleration to get over. And then... The one you touched on, Victor Grosso, who has been back from three fifty into two ninety, back out to three dollars. Mm-hmm. I note on the tab fix, the the late move uh, came and went at three sixty. Mally Magic out to three eighty. So uh, fly for tricks, pretty steady at the ten dollars. Um, where do you see Victor Grosso finding the spot on the first bend? Because my real concern, uh, look, he can win tracking wide and carrying ground. We know yep. he's got a big motor. I feel like he races best sort of slipping either between runners or getting onto the fence. Yeah, I agree. I think I think at the heat stage, he got a beautiful run into the race last week. I, yeah. I just don't know if he's going to get that at the final level. I yep. think there's going to be almost perhaps too many dogs on his inside. That's my concern. Yeah. That is really my concern because – He's probably going to be he's going to be at least a length and a bit back from Shell Knot, and yeah. then the the went Hazel Purpose is going to be booting through. You're going to have the four and the five lot of poise. Charlie's Misty getting their bodies in somewhere, so he's either going to have to go back. I think he's going to have to go back because mm. I'm not sure he's going to have the acceleration to get around that early speed through the pen. Um, if he's able to get back and get to the rail, still winnable, no question. Yeah. But really, really intriguing race. Yeah, I, I, I'm happy to risk him. To be fair, and that's you know he's again he's one of our favourites in South Australia. He's a brilliant dog, but I, I just even if Shall Not begins really well, it's really not going to help Victor Grosso to a degree because Shall Not be off and gone. Yes. So he still has to get past the other six dogs on his inside. Yes. So I do think he'll have to um, 
take his time and, and move to the inside. He's a great dog in a field. Yes. So the run still may come for him late in the race. So I wouldn't, I, but I think I'm happy to risk him. I, I was leaning more so towards came and went um, in that he is, he showed last week that he was back to where he was, you know, six months ago. Right. Yeah. So um, shall not, even if shall not begins brilliantly, shall not stays off a little bit. And he's all purpose might actually provide a bit of protection for Cayman Went. Yes. So I think if he can produce his best Cayman Went, he can lead clearly into the back and be the dog to beat. I think some of these other dogs in behind need a little bit of luck. So yes. Mally Magic, I'm, he's a one in five beginning. If he begins, if this is the five, he gets outside and he wins. But he's a one in five in beginning. And well, he'll, he, will he cop some pressure? I'm nearly hoping he doesn't begin. Yeah. So I'm hoping he is that little bit slow, like he was in the heat. And yeah. uh, look, he, he got a bit of a bump on the first bend. You've got to overlook that. But if he's a little bit slow, they'll all be going together. And I think he can burst through and, and yeah. take a run after a bit of trouble. Um, my expectation of him is it is a risk. Uh, I don't think he's an on-pacer in this in this final. I think he's the in-behind and get the luck run. Sure. So, look, the fancied, apart from came and went, which you touch on, which... I think it's actually a really good point. The others are going to need a lot more luck than the red. If yeah. if the red brings his beginning game, if that happens, then look, maybe you're swaying me a bit here because I, I'm <laughs> I'm in the Mally Magic camp because big game performer. Yeah, right. I agree. You know, yeah. final. It's time to go. He goes. Yeah. So to me, that's why I'm with him. He's proven, done it, and he he knows when to deliver. Um, how these greyhounds know it's the big time final, yeah. I don't know, but he does. Uh, and he's the one I'm going to back because he historically can do it, yep. but he's risky. Uh, yeah. And so is Victor Grosso, and less so maybe as came and went. So, look, uh, you make a really good point on the race. Yeah, I just think I think if they all produce their best, everything except probably came and went needs a touch of luck, to yep. be fair, yep. because he's he's drawn perfectly and he can lead. And he's strong enough. He showed last week he was back near his best. Um, I'd agree with you with Mally Magic, though. I mean, he can't do – he does perform. He won the Anniversary Cup. He won the Derby. He knows how to win big races. Um, I'm, I'm sure Tony's whispering in his ear about, this is the big one. This is the big one. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful addition. Um Really looking forward to it. I've got Cayman went on top. You're Mally Magic on top. I'm Mally Magic, yeah. So look, not not much between us. And Todd Gray, uh, he was uh, Victor Grosso. Victor Grosso. So we've we've all got one of the faves. A, a terrific final. Uh, is there one in the rougher brigade you, you want to toss in for our listeners? Just if they uh, they want to throw one into the trifecta at a bit of value, or oh, I mean, no, I think it's a favourites race. To be fair, yep. I mean, I do think that the cream will rise to the top in this race. Um, so yeah, I mean the likes of anyone making this final, it's a terrific effort and it's a wonderful addition of the, of the national sprint final, but the likes of a lot of poise, Charlie's missing fly for tricks have drawn, they've drawn the worst they could draw yep. and they're the outsiders of the race. So I think they're going to need more luck than anyone. Um, they could Bob, but I think it's more of a favorites race. So I'd be leaning towards the favorites in the market. All right. Terrific. So that's the final on Thursday night of the uh, state division of the nationals. Uh, Matthew also on my notes uh, coming up this week, I've got for us to touch on the North V South challenge. Now yep. um, I'm not sure where this sits currently. Cause I think we're still waiting for finalization of fields, etc. but the concept is North being Gawler, South being Murray bridge, sort of, so to speak that, that we go head to head. Is that it? Or is it something else? It's a, it's a little bit like that. It's more postcode oriented. Right. So it's it's so someone who resides in Adelaide, yes. they're they're aligned to the north, okay. I suppose. Someone who 
lives at Victor, um, Victor Mount Gambier. They're aligned to the south. Gotcha. Right. So, but they're they're based effectively. It's Gawler v Murray Bridge, and a yep. little bit of a playful sort of. Um, a competition between the two tracks. So we'll try and get um, on Sunday night, hopefully have a short course Gawler heat and Murray Bridge heat at Murray Bridge and a 5.30 Gawler heat and Murray Bridge heat effectively at Murray Bridge. Then those all those dogs then go next Sunday to Gawler and then the following Sunday come back to Murray Bridge for the final. So just trying to, you know, get some intermingling between the sort of regions at each venue and the clubs are really supportive behind it. The noms closed today as we go to air. Hopefully we've got enough to support um, the series, um, but that'll play out in the next day. So, but yeah, really interesting concept driven by the clubs. So congratulations to them. We put some conditions around it, looking forward to what it might develop um, this year and then hopefully the years to come. Terrific. Uh, great stuff. That's our look at what is coming up. And uh, up next, we've got the lady in charge. Bodell Francis will be joining us on the Dogcast. The Interview. Oh, yes, it's with great pleasure we uh, are joined by the new CEO of Greyhound Racing SA, Bodell Francis. Um, we're stoked, Sean, that she's been able to come on your boss Absolutely. And, uh, and have a bit of a chat to us and uh, looking forward to having a chat to Bodell and uh, see what her thoughts are about where Greyhound Racing's at. Bodell, uh, thanks for your time. Welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks for the opportunity. Oh, it's terrific to have you on. Uh, I guess the first questions first is uh, what was it about the Greyhound Racing role that, that attracted you to come over? Oh, look, it's no secret that I have a, a very ingrained love for the racing industry as a whole. And uh, when this, this particular opportunity came up, uh, it was certainly something that, that pricked my ears and made my, my tail wag, pardon the pun. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so any opportunity to sort of to get back into the fold, uh, I deemed it to be a great opportunity. And uh, look, I love the diversity of the industry and it's presented itself and here I am. Can, can you tell us a bit about your background, Bodell? For those that don't know, you, you have a, a really experienced resume. And just uh, for, for our listeners, if you could just tell us a bit about what your history has been to this point. Yeah, of course. So I'm 100% hospitality born and bred. It's in my blood. Uh, married, uh, obviously, with that is, is thoroughbreds in particular and, and racing uh, as, a, as an entire code. So I've been brought up uh, within the racing and hospitality industries from a really young age. Pretty much visited most tracks around South Australia and, and nationally, a few internationally. Um, you know, my family have had horses. Uh, I've got family members with, with dogs. So, you know, even my son, uh, who's not even two at the moment, because uh, we've always got, got racing on, uh, yells at the screen, go consistently. <laughs> so uh, I don't think there's any way to, to get, get away from it. Definitely in the blood, that's for sure. Now, now Bodell, um, you've also hit the ground running as well over the last couple of months where, you, I mean, most people in the industry would, would know who you are because you've gone out to our racing venues, you've um, made time for our participants and our and our um, obviously our staff and all of that. So how have you find that going to our venues, meeting the people in general? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's really been a bit of a fact-finding mission straight up, hasn't it? Absolutely. I mean, look, anyone who knows me knows that I, I love to chat. Uh, one of my favourite things is to, to get my hands dirty and go out and meet people. And it's the best way I've always found to sort of be able to formulate opinions and, and get all of the facts to, to make the best decisions possible for, for the business. And I've been so incredibly impressed by the calibre of the facilities and, you know, the state of the tracks. And it's just been so wonderful being able to, to get out and, and chat to people, participants, um, 
and, and owners and staff and people that have a genuine, absolute love and interest in, in the sport. And that's one of the things that, you know, is so um, unique to racing in particular. It's this absolute love for what they do and it's a real community. And I have to say thank you so much to everyone that's, that's given me their time to have a chat. Everyone's been so incredibly welcoming and warm and I've, I've really genuinely... I've been very humbled by that, so thank you. Yeah, Bodell, it's certainly been noticeable, Sean's point, that you've you've uh, had the feet on the ground. You've been out and you are investigating. Not That's probably not the word, but you're, you're appreciating and getting to know what the industry is about, the people involved and how it all works. Uh, in a way, you're, you're pretty new to it, but in a way, in that period of time, you've certainly done enough to have have some type of view. I'm just curious about where you see Greyhound Racing at the moment, what, what your view is after the few months you've had in the role. It's absolutely no secret that I see so many opportunities and, and potential within this, this great sport. It's fun. It's exciting. Uh, whilst it's got a lot of history, it's also very new and fresh. And I just think it, it's got such great potential to be able to sort of go to, to the next stage. One of the great things, as you did mention, is I do have a long history within the industry, but on the same token too, I've been able to come in with a completely new, fresh set of eyes. And you know, ask lots of questions and ask lots of whys and, and why do you do that and really keen to understand and then potentially see whether there's a better way that we as a team and as an industry can uh, look at things and perhaps maybe continue to improve it. I guess, Bodell, uh, industry participants and, and those even outside would be wondering what you would view as, I know there's obviously many things you'd like to look at, but is there something that stands out for you at the moment above everything else that, that needs to be uh, addressed in the world of greyhound racing? What's our biggest challenge, do you think, at the moment? Oh, look, it goes without saying, like every every sport, but particularly racing, is it's, it's a revenue game. And uh, whilst obviously we do need to continue to uh, invest in our future, 100% it's got to be about uh, being able to support the industry and that wholly and solely comes through through prize money. So, look, it's a challenge for all states and we are a smaller state, but that doesn't mean we need to be quiet by any stretch of the imagination. So uh, I'm definitely going to be and continue to be out there advocating for you know, the great sport and the economic benefit in which we do provide back back to our state and, and nationwide. You know, we're renowned for being a small small state, but we are a nationwide leader, and that's definitely something that I want to continue to, to make sure we're front and centre of. And so um, how, how do we improve that, Bodell? Sorry, just, just uh, I know um, your point there is very interesting about uh, banging the drum in, in a way for South Australia and uh, to sort of get our share of the pie in a way. Um, the, the revenue situation with growth and, and turnover, the awareness it sounded like is a major issue there that you're looking to attack or not? doesn't matter as to whether we've got multiple dollars coming in or not enough dollars coming in. One of the most important parts of any business, and, you know, as we've, I mentioned before, and I've come from hospitality, but I'm a, a professional business person through and through, and, and dollars and cents in, in any environment are incredibly important. So, look, my job, uh, Brenton, is to get out there and try and grow that pie however I can, whether that be increasing our market share from, you know, the other codes, whether that be uh, trying to get our wagering partners to invest more in our industry, whether that be looking at cost efficiencies, uh, it's about growing revenue and trying to find efficiencies across the board. Uh, so it's definitely a multiple prong attack from my end. Yeah, it sounds fantastic. It sounds as though with your background as well, it's going to marry in beautifully to what we have uh, at, at all venues, which is a, a great hospitality aspect that perhaps we can we can grow on. So um, the the hand in hand background that you have seems to fit beautifully for for the world of greyhound racing and where we are at the moment. And just as an extension to that, I, I guess. Um, 
what they say about business and what they say uh, about entities is that it's from the top down. Now, obviously, you're sitting at, at the top along with the board. And I was just curious about, you know, your general business ideas and principles and how that might flow down um, through through what we see as the sport of greyhound racing. Sure. So, look, first and foremost for me, it's 100% about putting on amazing events and creating experiences. Ultimately, at the end of the day, whether you're coming as a first-time uh, punter to the track or, uh, you know, you're a long-term participant, it's all about making people feel welcome in the space. So I guess off the back of that too, and, you know, Sean has heard me bang on like a broken record about this as well. <laughs> I'm very much about mutual respect. I'm very much about being a, a team player. And on the same token too, I like to run a professional ship. Um, and, and that's what respectfully I expect from, you know, the, the team here at GRSA. Uh, but likewise to everyone who participates in the sport as well. Well, Bodell, we really appreciate your time on the Dogcast. It sounds like, uh, Sean, we've certainly got the right person in the right spot. So uh, yep. let's see what unfolds over the next little bit. Thanks, Bodell. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. There's uh, Bodell Francis, the CEO of Greyhound Racing SA. Matho, uh, that's us done for today, but big, big night at Angle Park tomorrow night. Yeah, absolutely. Um, great to have Bodell on. We spoke a, f- a few um, weeks ago about getting her on, so it's great. A bit of an insight to her, and in the coming months we'll no doubt see um, how things unfold. You've got a bit of pull in there, Matho. You're able to get her on, on the dog cast, Well, mate. no, I was able to get, get her on. <laughs> I stayed a bit quiet because um, I'm trying to be one of her favourite managers, so uh, <laughs> maybe not. you can have the hard well, hitting Ask her that, weren't you? Who's yeah, your favourite manager? Your favorite manager? Yeah. Um, well, obviously, know who which one it is, but <laughs> um, but yeah, Thursday night, Yatesy. Really yeah. looking forward to it. Um, as you mentioned before, races four and six, so don't get caught out. But it's a it's a wonderful night of yeah. racing because all the states, including New Zealand, Western Australia, New South Wales, who don't normally race on that Thursday night, have all their national finals all pretty much within a five minute gap of each other. So we're races four and six for our feature races, and it ties in with everyone beautifully nationally. Well, fantastic. Uh, good on you, Matho. Look forward to seeing everyone tomorrow night. Uh, thanks for tuning into the Dogcast. We hope to see you at the track this Thursday night for a huge night of racing. <laughs>